freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 381 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Aloha Gun Culture. Aloha. Yeah, and our guest today is Christy Guzman. Christy is a wife and mother of four. She is a Hawaii State Director to the DC Project, and a girl and a gun fact uh, facilitator. The Maui uh, Aloha Chapter. Yeah, I can't yes. do that very well. Anyway, Christy is also the Hawaiian Firearms Coalition Maui Director, Hawaii Rifle Association Maui Director, and the founder. Hawaii Youth Livestock Association. Busy lady. Christy and her husband, Kimo, own the Circle L Ranch in Maui. Well, welcome to the show, Miss Christy. And is that what we're seeing behind you there? Aloha. Yes, <laughs> that is our ranch. Why didn't we just fly down and do that there? I know. We weren't thinking right? clearly. <laughs> Fantastic. My goodness. And yes, aloha indeed. So Christy was also just a plaintiff in a pro 2A lawsuit in Hawaii. So let's dive in right there and talk to us about this lawsuit and the general temperature of the Second Amendment in in Hawaii. It there's some crazy stuff that happens in your state. And oh, absolutely. All about <laughs> you know, live and let live and just everybody do your thing and, and freedom. And it's not really that way. Yeah. People like to think so. And it's a really a surprise for a lot of people who come from the States either just to visit or whatever. So we have no reciprocity laws here for concealed carry or anything like that. It's actually um, not even allowed. None of our, our County police departments have ever issued. I think there's been three in the history of the state. Um, a couple of them for, were for movie actors like the rock. And they were temporary, so one or two weeks while they're here filming. But we've never had anything like that. Um, as far as temperature, <laughs> we are ice cold. We are probably the second um, most stringent state in the country when it comes to um, gun laws, registration, and things like that. So um, a bunch of us got together with the Hawaii Firearms Coalition and one of our gun stores here in Maui County, uh, firearms dealers who, so what happened was um, after the Supreme Court lawsuit where tasers became a part of the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. um, in July of last year, our governor signed into law a taser bill, which basically made tasers legal in the state of Hawaii to carry, to own, to protect yourself. And um, 
as of January 1st of this year, that had become law. So in, in July of last year, all the counties were notified that they would have to implement um, this new rule. And the other counties throughout the state of Hawaii, Kauai, um, Oahu, the Big Island, all of the mayors and the council people got together and said, okay, yes, we're going to follow the state law. Maui County Council, for some reason, decided to put on extra ordinances or extra requirements for gun shops um, who wanted to sell the product. And one of those guns, uh, one of those requirements, and, and you probably know a little bit more about this because you folks have your the auction house and stuff, but one of the requirements was a $3 million um, insurance mm -hmm. policy mm -hmm. that also required a $2 million per occurrence. And they had to name the county of Maui, its departments, its directors, its employee. I mean, basically they had to insure everybody, including the janitor on oh, this wow. policy so, so the county council made it um really unpractical for any uh dealer to mm -hmm. even want to apply for this this thing and, and for the, the permit and the, the thing is is we had a hearing so the county council had a hearing on march 14th in where the council members openly discussed um, and I think the quote was, I may be wrong, I got to check, but the quote was something to the effect of how do we stop this? Wow. And, and so. Um, we're talking tasers, people. Right. <laughs> Non-lethal. Self-protection. Um, oh so, and then during that same meeting, there was a bunch of us on the meeting who wanted to testify. And we, we took, we all took screenshots of it. Thank God for technology. But we were at that point um, not let in. So they do it on blue jeans, which is similar to Zoom. And we were not let into the meeting. We were told that the administrator or the host had prevented. It, it comes up in a little window mm -hmm. that the host is preventing you um, access to the meeting. Mm -hmm. So it was myself. It was Todd Yukutake, um, Mark Redeker, who was the, the gun shop owner. Um, so there was a bunch of the Hawaii Farms Coalition people that were not allowed access to the meeting to testify. Wow. So it was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking Hawaii, the 50th state in the United States that has a constitution and has a second amendment. We're talking about that Hawaii, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes, I think okay. so. <laughs> wow. Sometimes I question that myself. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I want to dig deeper into, you know, so then therefore you're, you're part of this lawsuit. But before we do that, like, where does this idea or this culture of, you know, the heavy boot of government, like, where does that come from in a state where there is sort of this other whole, like I was saying, live and let live kind of an atmosphere? Yeah. That one kind of puzzled me a lot, but I think it goes back, um, you know, in Hawaii, our culture um, is a lot of hunting and gathering and which, which so... So in the beginning, when I first started my two-way advocacy, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, why are all these local people so against, you know, um, the Second Amendment or, or just not educated? And, it, and, it, and I traced back to my roots. My family came here. Um, I, I'm, I'm Portuguese, Japanese, Hawaiian, a good mix. But my family originally came here to work in the sugar plantations. And so which most local families did. Um, if you were in the sugar plantation, once they became unionized, everybody became Democrats. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't 
a choice. It was a cultural thing. My family were Democrats, so everybody then and thereafter were just Democrats. Mm -hmm. And so Hawaii is um, really a blue state. I think we only have currently sitting one Republican senator, and we have two Republicans in our House of Representatives at the state level. Um, wow. Our federal federal representatives, all four of them are Democrats. Wow. That so is crazy. We're a blue and, state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at one point, or maybe more than one point, you've actually had elected officials that have tried to uh, repeal the Second Amendment. Yeah, Am so I even saying I, that right? Because that yes. sounds weird coming out of my mouth. No, uh, yeah, it does. It's like one of those things where what the heck are you thinking? Um, luckily, this one senator, rumor has it, she is resigning this year. And um, mm -hmm. her her Senate seat is actually going to be open uh, for election. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking hard. I'm, I've even considered it myself. <laughs> but, um, yes. It, it, it was a shock back in 20, I'm going to say it was 2016, 2018. Senator Roz Baker um, got together with a couple other senators, Carl Rhodes and a few of them. And they actually wrote legislation and, and petitioned um, Washington, D.C. to repeal the Second Amendment. Whoa. And it was, I... it, it was, it was a bomb. It didn't go anywhere, but um, that's how far they've gone in trying to prevent us our constitutional rights. It's so crazy. And are there, you know, through the different islands, are there different islands that are more or less uh, pro or anti Second Amendment? You know, the more that I've been doing this, Cheryl, it's amazing at how many people let me oops, I think I lost I you lose there. your earpiece. There it's it is. Um, at how many people are coming out of the woodworks now and they're actually saying, you know, hey, I, I after after our lawsuit broke a couple weeks ago, I got tons of messages from people telling me, Hey, I'm I'm pro Second Amendment. Thank you for what you're doing. And these are people I've known for the last 15, 20 years in Hawaii politics, department directors, department heads from Maui County. I mean, just different people, but I think what it is, is they're just afraid for their jobs. Mm. So they, they started messaging me separately and it's like, let me know how we can help. They obviously can't come out and testify, mm. but um, we've been getting a, a slew of people willing to help out or jump on the lawsuit or, you know, just, just in general. I've even been told, hey, go put up signs, you know, <laughs> um, put up like yard signs or, or posters or let's do a, a a picketing thing a rally in front of the county building i'm like okay hey, we're, we're wait a minute <laughs> we need to plan something here <laughs> but it's been amazing it's it's um i don't think any of the islands is more or less all of our islands have um a good culture of hunting and sportsmen and which is why i got into a girl and a gun because i noticed that there was really nothing here specifically for women we did have a a women's chapter um, of well-armed women a while back. I, I I don't know what happened. I know they used to have a website up and then I couldn't find them. So I, I knew Robin Sandoval. I said, hey, Robin, let's, mm -hmm. you know, get this thing going. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing. Um, they've got a conference coming up at the end of the month. I'm hoping to make, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. well, but, there's only one yeah. of you and you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, okay, going back to this lawsuit, so uh, what exactly is it and, and how does it play out? Is this 
you know, just directed at uh, this one um, county uh, and the people involved? Is this something that could end up at the Supreme Court? Like how, what, what is so it? So because, exactly? yes, because it's a two-way lawsuit, it is, it has been filed in federal court. It is directed okay. um, at the county of Maui and the Maui County Council specifically because the county council is the one in charge of um, making the ordinances. The, the county, um, all the other counties have said, we're not getting involved, we're not doing anything. And they just basically rolled out a permit process similar to um, like the existing gun stores or existing dealers in the state of Hawaii and said, if you have a permit, you know, here you are, you're, you know, it falls under the same category. They're not putting any additional um, restrictions on their permitting process. So with Maui County, they decided that they were gonna put additional restrictions, which then, because it's per, it's really weird, we have a state, but because it's per county, um, we can only, the state law reads that we can only purchase in the county that you live in. Mm. So so if I wanted to purchase a, a taser, I couldn't hop on a plane for 40 bucks, fly to Oahu, buy one there, and then come home, that'd be illegal. Mm, so gotcha. um, you can't have we one have to, in. yeah, we we actually well you could but then they require you to register <laughs> register it so you have to register a um, taser it's they put some weird restrictions on, and and i think you guys are familiar with also the the county council also required or uh federal background checks which are only legal for firearms purchases mm. so they want you to do they want the gun stores to do background checks on people that are illegal oh my gosh which so is like a 4473 <laughs> form for a taser for a taser asking for and then it's like well it, that's so, not even a process because it's not a uh, yeah a what they did was they exactly launching <laughs> yeah. mechanism yeah. i don't know it's so crazy i don't even know yeah, how to make so, sense of it <laughs> we all don't <laughs> that's why that's why the lawsuit came about we've got um we've got professionals handling that part for us but it it was you know the the thing is is and and what i don't get is that I think we've, so in Maui, we've got nine, nine members of the county council. Seven of them are women. Seven of them are women. Two of them are fairly young. I think just a little, you know, 35 or so. Um, and it, it's really sad to see that women mm -hmm. um, just don't get it. You know, I, I was a victim of a robbery and, and um, an assault where, you know, this guy, basically he stole my, my, uh, cell phone and my wallet out of my purse and I fought back I tried mm -hmm. to stop him and when we went to court interestingly enough when we went to court be, even though he made the first move to steal I responded back I was the one who responded back I was at fault oh my gosh so the way that's not okay it's not yeah it was it was really weird I fought back and and the police actually told me, you should have um, just let it go. It was like, mm. and then in court, it was like, well, the, the jury decided, well, you got your stuff back, even though you were scratched up and, and, you know, bruised up a little bit, you got your stuff back. So there was, you know, there was nothing, the charges basically fell through. There was no assault. Um, he wasn't found guilty of anything. And the comment from the jury was, well, she got her stuff back. Oh, wow. So he can so, do it again. So now he so can do he it again. Could. Yeah. And yeah. he's probably and out there. We, you know, we, yeah. Yeah. Right. We see him. We see him on the streets. And so, 
Wow, yeah, it's really that sad. Is so crazy. But so, that's so the kind of he stuff just that... borrowed your things, right? Like without permission. That, you know, but... funny you're saying that because that was his defense. That's no. what he said. He was just going to borrow it and bring it back. That's exactly what he said. And the prosecution, of, I, I was floored. I was oh like, are you kidding me? God. Yeah, because he knew where you lived and <laughs> oh, he yeah. was going to bring it back. Totally. I, <laughs> I was in Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> so insane. It was, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> um, no, don't be that drastic. We still want to go to Hawaii. No, I think you, yeah. <laughs> I think um, you should. It's fun. <laughs> it is. And it's just strange. Again, you know, we have this idea in our mind of, of what Hawaii is as, you know, just that welcoming and calm and, you know, you know, live and let live. And then all of the restrictions with the second amendment, with tasers and you guys had some of the biggest restrictions, um, even through the COVID stuff. And yeah. so, like, come on, Hawaii residents, like, vote in freedom. Remember that you are part of our constitution, yes. right? Absolutely. And elect Absolutely. people that get that. Um, yep. So you and your husband, Kimo, really have, uh, you're involved in two major industries. You've yes. got the gun culture, the firearms industry, and you've also got agriculture, as we can see uh -huh. your beautiful ranch behind you in that picture. Are those two worlds, do they kind of work together or is there absolutely a difference in the two? No, absolutely. So here in Hawaii, especially Maui County, um, I know on the big island for a little bit, there is a huge correlation um, because we have such a problem with the axis deer. Um, the deer have overpopulated to the point where the DLNR is now, the state of Hawaii who prevents, who wants to prevent us from owning guns, are doing eradications via helicopter where they just go out and slaughter massive. The herds have gotten to where they're actually in our, and I wish I had, um, brought, I should have got pictures of it to show you guys, but they're actually in our county parks. There's herds of one to up to two, 300 deer at a time that come through oh. the county parks and just eat everything. Yes. <laughs> um, and so on the ranches, they actually um, eat our food, break the fences, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, mm -hmm. you, you can't contain a herd of deer. There's, there's been reports of over, up in Haleakala Ranch, or Haleakala and Ulupalaku Ranch, the bigger ranches, they run thousands of acres of cattle. Um, they've had reports of herds of up to 1,700 that's been counted. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. And why so are, it, are, are people hunting them? Or So some of the ranches do allow hunting with their employees. Some of them don't. It kind of varies. But for us, um, we've, had, we've had a herd constantly now for the last seven or eight years of about 25 to 30 of them. They just show up every now and then and so my, my boys go out and, you know, we get one or two for dinner every now and then. Um, but I'm going to say it definitely does um, correspond or collate together because you, in my opinion, you can't be a rancher in Hawaii or have any type of farm for that fat matter because the deer come in and eat your vegetables. They, they eat everything mm. um, and not have something for self-protection. I was actually just in a in a class um, a couple weeks ago because I was getting my instructor certifications and there was a lady who actually posed the question you know I she lives on ag property she has a farm she's not, not cattle just fr fruits and vegetables 
but she every now and then they put up a fence and every now and then they get a deer get tangled in that fence mm. and she wasn't sure if she could shoot it mm. you know she's like here's this deer it's it's tangled up in my fence it's obviously gonna die by the time you find it a day or so later it's almost ready to die is it okay for me to shoot it and our county laws um say that it's illegal to discharge a firearm in a in a residential area within so many feet of of homes houses but on agriculture there is a, a ordinance that protects you from that that if you need to discharge a firearm what you're supposed to do is call the police let them know your situation and that you're going to discharge and you're totally fine to do it i've i've used that before mm-hmm. um and then just in general we have a deprivation permit that allows us to eradicate the deer on our property gotcha. so it's it's all permitted but but you know there is um there is definitely a uh relationship between the two yes yeah for sure did you say axis deer yes like axis yes okay um are they like you know the normal size deer that we would think about over here in arizona or are they like um i'm gonna say some of them are quite large they get to be quite large if if they're left alone but for the most part, they're probably about the size of a horse, a little okay. smaller than a horse, like okay. so a, they a few hundred large. pounds at least. So they're, they're quite large, the big ones, se- yeah. 1,700 of those suckers show up and they are Hungry. just yep. eating everything inside. Everything, yeah. That yep. is insanity. Yep. That's crazy. And then you said like if you needed to, um, if you're on ag land and you needed to discharge your firearm, you call the police first. So that works great until you need to discharge your firearm because you have like a human predator after you. Right. right? And we've <laughs> also got, um, not here in Maui, in Maui, we've got the regular, um, it's a wild boar, but on Kauai mm. and the Big Island, they have strains of the, um, that Russian boar, mm. the real nasty one. So they've got, you know, they've got that problem as well. It's not just the deer, it's the wild pigs. They come in and they dig up everything. They uproot everything. Oh, um, and that also makes it hard um, yes. for, you know, for us to manage. So there is, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities. Like if you're going to have a ranch, you're going to be a hunter, no matter, yes. no matter yeah. what you do. So you're going to own firearms. You're going to sure. have to, you know, teach your children to be safe around them. Um, so that's another, another big big thing here just in the last couple weeks sadly um there was an eighth grader at one of our local schools who who got into his dad's guns got Mm. got the gun out you know took Mm. his life um a few weeks Mm. prior we just had Derek here from kids safe and and a a couple days prior to that there was another incident two kids playing with a bb gun and that one kid shot the other one you know it was um the boy actually I think he was still in the hospital lost his memory so it's really sad. And, and so the education part weighs heavy on us as well um, mm-hmm. because we're familiar with it, because we're around it. If you, our philosophy is like, if you know, you should share. So, you know, mm-hmm. you could hopefully save a life. And it, it's it's been tough, but we've been making ground. We've been getting more support as we go along. That is awesome. And the Kids Safe program, as you said, uh, is so important because what is his motto uh zero zero um, accidents or something is like yeah. the only acceptable outcome and, and yeah. i love that i mean how do you shoot for shoot for <laughs> see what i did there how do you uh want anything else how can anything else be your goal 
Um, yeah. You know, it's like, well, one is okay. No, zero is what is acceptable. And yeah. when too many people just kind of put blinders on <clears throat> and think, well, if we don't talk about guns to kids, then nothing can happen to them, right? Or if yeah. I don't own a gun in my home, then clearly my children are sheltered from all that gun ugliness, right? And that is not reality. And, no, not at all. Yeah. And so uh, Derek, as you said, is um, his last name is escaping me right now. LeBlanc. LeBlanc, yeah. that's right. Derek, Derek and Vicky, LeBlanc. yeah. That's yeah. right. My apologies, Derek. I love you. Well, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the kids safe program is amazing. Were you going to say something? No, just saying that, you know, the, uh, most of the Democrats think that, uh, if they just keep the kids away from the guns are going to be okay. And you have to use the example, like a pool. If you don't own a pool, should you right. still teach your kids how to swim? Because what about right. your neighbors? They have pools, right? Or there's canals or there's water. So yeah. guns are never going to be completely removed from the earth. And if you would teach your kids to be familiar with guns, and know what to do when they see a gun, then there wouldn't be these accidents. It's yeah. curiosity. And what, exactly. That's what my husband, I was just going to say, my husband always says, once you remove the curiosity from the child, mm -hmm. they have no desire to go back and, and fool around right. with it. Right. So that's, that, you know, that's part of the education thing. And, and you're right. In Hawaii, we're surrounded by water. We All our kids learn to swim. Every yeah. single right. one of them. When yeah. you're four or five years old, dad gets you in the boat and throws you off the boat and says, here, make it back to shore. You know? right. That's awesome. So, <laughs> that's, it's, it's part of, again, part of the culture. And I think um, we've went in the direction that the, the ledges, you know, my grandfather was a, a diehard Democrat, diehard. I mean, he was a lobbyist for the unions. He worked for the labor unions and, and, but we learned to hunt. We were around guns since we were babies. We yeah. that was part of our because he was with the sugar plantation. There were seasons, and when they were off season, the way we'd get food was they'd go hunt. Yeah. And so I, I don't. That's why it was hard for me to understand how you know. So in the last couple of years, I switched parties. I'm no longer a Democrat, but it was hard for me to understand how I grew up as a Democrat. All my uncles, everybody who worked for my grandpa at the sugar plantation, everybody in my family, my dad, everybody hunted, everybody had a gun. Mm -hmm. They just didn't understand mm -hmm. what was being done in the legislature. Why, you know, I remember being in high school and my dad had shotgun racks in the back of his Ford pickup. Mm -hmm. And now you can't even, you have to have them in cases. They have to be locked. They, ammo has to be in a separate container. You have, you know, there's all these restrictions here. Yeah. Um, so yeah well that is so interesting is your grandpa still with us or is he passed on no he's passed he passed away in 2014 um but my you know it's still like i said it's still the rest of my family couldn't understand also why why i became a republican but i think um slowly we're, we're educating each my sister and and my my sister and um actually both of my sisters converted a couple months back before the last election so very, they're very getting cool. it the, the more the more they see what i'm doing and it's like everybody you know everybody wants to come shoot everybody wants to come have fun we've been doing a sunday shoot every sunday after church everybody comes out and you know we hang out you bring out your little whatever you got to show off and and do your thing and so the more people want to come out and try the more yeah. we've been educating them right 
That is amazing. And, you know, we, we say that all the time that one of the best ways to help people begin to understand that, you know, the the guns, they are powerful. They can be deadly, uh, but they're, they're, they're fun to shoot as well. And so if you can take somebody out and give them a safe experience where it really is just fun and you don't hand them the biggest cannon hand cannon, you know, oh, no. <laughs> to start them out, you start them out small with a, maybe even a, a BB gun or something or a 22. Yeah. Um, that, that is the best entry point to yeah. people beginning to, to see for themselves. All right. You know, I've been told all along that guns are evil and people that own guns are evil. And, and then you have this experience for yourself and you start going, well, um, I don't think I'm evil, but I kind of like that, you know? <laughs> Oh, she blipped off for a second, but hopefully she can, there she is. I'm okay. here now. <laughs> um, but so you're doing a huge service and, you know, it's, I think it's sad that it, the second amendment and gun ownership has become so political to the fact that, you know, it causes people to change parties because yep. our founding documents were not political. They were written nope. for everyone. And the Bill of Rights is in our Constitution. The Second Amendment is in our Bill of Rights. And we people have allowed it to become so polluted that it really does kind of come down to that, that if you want your your rights to self-defense, that you pretty much are going to start ascribing to a completely different political ideology and, and party. And it's just weird that it has come to that. But, um, you know, I admire that you've been, you know, this leading the charge in helping people understand the unfortunate reality of that. Yes. Yeah. And so you are also the, uh, the, I'm the Arizona state director of the DC project. So it (laughs) starts, it just rolls out of my mouth like that. Now you are the Hawaii state, uh, director to the DC project. Um, and is it specific to Maui or are you covering all of the islands? No, so we've got, I've got assistant directors on every island right now. Um, Oahu has been very active. They've actually, um, held several events and we've been, um, kind of in connection with John Correa over there. Cause one of my ladies who is one of my assistant directors actually works for John over in Hawaii. She's been um, really active. Their chapter has been really active in teaching uh, self-defense and pepper spray. And then I'm hoping that one of them goes in and does a taser training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here in Maui, we've been doing a bunch of taser trainings. Um, and then we've also just, like I said, we just started the Girl in the Gun chapter. We've been, we've been advocating um, like throughout this whole thing, before, pre-law, pre the lawsuit, we've been doing a lot of state level legislative um, testimony. The, the legislature, I think because of COVID this year, they were, they were nice to us. They didn't, they didn't shove too many anti-gun bills through the legislature in Hawaii this year. Um, there were still some pretty bad ones, but you know, we got those kicked out. So that's, that's been awesome. Um, on the big Island, we've been lobbying for them. Big Island of Hawaii, we've been lobbying for them to get a shooting range and big island is the only island in in the state of hawaii that does not have a public range um 
So, you know, we're again, back to safety. When you got people shooting in their backyards, that's not necessarily safe and it's not legal. So, you know, by not allowing them someplace to go, um, you're actually forcing people to do things that are against the law. So we've, we've, we've gotten a bill through the legislature this year that has, uh, allocated funding for the county of Hawaii to look for and purchase land to open a a public range so we've been doing some state level stuff and just waiting for the green light so we can get back to Washington yes yeah I miss our Washington trips in our uh, nation's capital Um, and that's how we started right Diana Muller Mm -hmm. our founder she brought 50 women, one from each state into our nation's capital. We made appointments with our legislators and then uh, COVID hits. They locked up the Capitol. They put a fence around it, right? Right. (laughs) And so then we started, Diana tasked us in our own states. All right, we'll find at least one woman from each legislative district. So here in Arizona, we have 30. And so I've been, you know, building my uh, little coalition of ladies and it's, it, it really is wonderful. And, and the thing yeah. I want to say about the DC project is we are a nonpartisan group. We keep yeah. the politics as far out of it as we can. We do still have to talk about the fact that, all right, well, if you vote for this particular person, then you're probably voting exactly. your way, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but we do have ladies from all across yes. the political spectrum And there might be a gajillion things we disagree on, but we are shoulder to shoulder on our desire to safeguard our uh, Second Amendment. Second Amendment, right. right Keeping their arms. So um, I have a much bigger pool, I think, to draw from here in Arizona uh, than you do in Hawaii, unless you can tap into that hunter base. But so often hunters feel like, well, nobody's coming after my guns, so I'm good. Yeah, our our legislature is really weird because they did pass a law. Um, So there's a lot of people who have firearms in the home that are not registered. But by a certain date, they're saying that everybody has to register. And and Mm -hmm. I I don't think that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Totally. Um, That never goes well historically but yes exactly so we've been we've been fighting on that and um there's still a few more straggling bills left in the ledge that that we're we're attacking um the hawaii farms coalition has done a good job with putting up a bill tracker makes it really easy for people to go online and testify or they, they actually have a, a program that taji kutaki and andrew came up with that um where you click on the, the thing and it actually tells you the bullet points of each bill and and so you can then go in and decide hey are you going to support this or not and they made it really easy to get on the website and step by step tell you how to submit your testimony mm-hmm. so we've we've gotten a huge response i think there was one bill that we actually testified they put in testimony and for hawaii these are big numbers we we were we were in opposition 700 to 15 and we got it was a, i think it was a mag ban um they were trying to ban 10 round magazines and the guys got it kicked out because we were in opposition we had mm-hmm. so many people submit testimony it was amazing that is awesome <sighs> i've just been uh going to arizona state legislature for the first time this year to offer testimony and of course the first time you do it your knees are knocking and you're thinking about mm-hmm. all the procedural 
things and you got to be sure and, you know, say things in a certain way um, because of the protocol and you only get like one to two minutes. Um, and so the first time I was, I felt like a fish out of water, although I speak all the time, right? On this show, I, I go travel the country and, and do speaking of engagements. And yet in that setting, I found myself nervous, but now that yeah. I've done it several times, I love it. I absolutely love it because I can see yep. the impact I'm getting quoted in, you know, the news all the time. And I'm not saying anything brilliant. I'm just saying something that they have not heard before. And so they're like, Cheryl Todd said this thing that was like nothing, but it was different, you know? Um, so it's, it's really exciting and I, I love it. And you've done testimony yourself, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so we've, we've done a ton. We've done a ton here. Um, the, the, the bad part is I really wish we could go back to the legend, which they're still closed. So mm -hmm. everything's still on Zoom. Oh, and yeah. so that kind of makes it, it, it yeah. doesn't give it the same, to me, it doesn't give it the same um, like feeling as when you're actually sitting there face to face with these guys. I, I think they need to see, um, you know, they need to see your face when you testify because a lot of them, a lot of them are actually kind of not paying attention. <laughs> yes. And, and you can see that on the video. It's like, okay, here's the crazy gun people. And I'm like, dude, you know, our, our legislature is for the most part, most of them are anti second amendment. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever, whenever there, there are a few who really listen, mm -hmm. but I think what, what helps us is the numbers. Our gun community mm -hmm. has come out in numbers Mm -hmm. um to testify for the for these bills that they've been trying to put through so our numbers have really um showed that yeah it matters a yeah. lot uh for reals all right dan did you have anything you, you know, want to say before we start it. wrapping i up? just can't believe that hawaii is that way i, I thought they were <laughs> one of the states <laughs> yeah. yeah no we mm -hmm. like to come to arizona and walk around with our with our guns because we right. can do that they're not here <laughs> no doubt all righty well thank you so much for all that you do and you do so much I, you've got to be inspiring people around you to um step up and help out the fact that you've got a assistant director for the dc project and all the different islands that right there tells me you know how to collaborate you know how to build a we team. try <laughs> Absolutely. You That's know, phenomenal. We try. Yeah. And, and the DC project has a big fundraiser coming up, a big match, um, coming up oh. soon. Well, I'm not, I, I thought I saw something about it in our base camp. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, I'll just direct people to go to dcproject.info and they Info. can learn more about that. You just held a big yeah. fundraiser. Uh, there, so your head's probably still spinning <laughs> from all of a that. A little bit. Yeah. We're still trying to get over that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. I wish it, we could have come. Oh, but you, it was very it well was attended amazing. and it's called beef yes. and bullets, right? Beef and bullets. They're trying to bring agriculture and, and gun culture together. Like you said earlier, um, we actually had a really good turnout for that. And, and we raised a ton of money for DC project. We had a really nice, um, SK Firearms donated a Colt 1911 uh, special awesome. with, with some Hawaiian print on it. It was really beautiful. Yeah, it was. So, I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Tell folks, Miss Christy Guzman, how people can continue to follow all the work you do. 
Um, they can check us out on the web. We've got a website, the Hawaii Youth Livestock Association. It's hyla.org. And I usually post a lot of our, our events there. We focus a lot on the Keiki firearm, kids firearms training. Um, we, we're also um, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a Girl in the Gun Hawaii page getting started and also a DC project. So we're the Maui Aloha chapter of a Girl in the Gun and then DC Project Hawaii chapter as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was a thank blessing. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I just, it's hard for me to believe that, that, that it's that way. It's nuts, right? Well, I, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, we know what California does, but this is crazy, a taser. I know. And, you know, it's funny how she said she thinks they're the second most restrictive state. So funny that we don't, you know, talk about that more. Right. And I think it's because most people just assume that it's a freedom state. Right. And here we come to find out it's not a freedom state. And then we ask the lady who grew up there who is multi-generational there. And we say, why are you not a freedom state? What was her answer? This is horrible. Her answer was because the unions created a bunch of democratic voters who were Democrats, right? right. And the Democrats in the state have like receded, like pulled away freedoms. Control, control, just like the unions, control, sorry. It's it's mind boggling yeah. and I hate to bring politics into yeah. it. I hate it because I want to hold as close to this document as we possibly right. can. And, and the second amendment is not political. It was this, not designed to be political. Is there a Democrat and a Republican version of this? You or would is think. There, there's not though, is there? Let's see anything I think on there. The Democrats are going to start writing their own version, to be honest with you. Okay, so then if you're a Democrat, you go by their rules. If you're a Republican, go by this rule. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That if the Democrats funny. don't, you know, if they want to have their own rules, okay. You everybody just have to wear some kind of ID. I'm a Democrat. Oh, you can't have a gun. You got to go. Right. You know, um, okay, let's do that. Well, but leave this one alone. That is leave this alone. That is an interesting premise. Somebody should do like a movie short or something about that. I was I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting if we could sort of see how things would unfold right. if you know we had certain states that had you know, and, and we do, we do have states already, have different right. rights, but, you know, where it was just expounded sort of to the extreme of our ideals, you know, whether we're Democrat or whether we're Republican or whether we're um, libertarian or whatever, and just see how those areas, whether they thrive or don't, you know, and what are the, well, we already have it. I'm sure let's look at Arizona. Mm -hmm. How much crime do we have in Arizona? We have crime. Mm -hmm. Every city has crime, but by the amount of people that we have versus other cities, like let's take the other movie, mm -hmm. Chicago, mm -hmm. and look at it there. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, they blame it on, well, the states around us have lower gun laws, so, mm -hmm. but those states don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, why would that be? Chicago has a problem with guns because of other states that are close by, but the other states that are close by don't have the problem with the guns that are supplying the guns to Chicago, supposedly. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what is the real reason? The real reason is because it's just like the example that uh, Christy gave earlier, is that the homeless man took her stuff, she defended herself, and right. she got in trouble for it. Right. And that guy was let off. Right. Why? So they could do it again. And now next, he gets more brazen, right? 
They start, everybody start. Nobody just starts off, I'm going to go be a hood killer, you know, murder, murder, all that. Mm -hmm. They start out slow and they gradually excel to a higher level. And so when they're able to be, when you get away with the crime, and they play the system, then they go to the next level and then they go to the next level. And they have the jury defending them saying well you got your stuff back yeah how were you harmed so you know so the example is we already have those two movies i mean in a in a sense you're right absolutely but i just think it would be an interesting you know to be able to like really put it in a microcosm and play it out in the form of a movie so that we could see for our own eyes like how would these policies you know if that was all that was in play in an area how would it play out with agriculture, with gun rights, with water rights, with uh, land rights, with um, infrastructure? Like, you know, do we really, and I think we do. I think we need the blend. I think we need strong ideas and strong parties in, in uh, each of the, those camps because the, in the tension is where we get our right. best. Like we like great competition. Right with our gun shop, with our auction house, we want good, strong competition because it keeps right. us sharp. But everybody has to follow the same rules. Okay, this is like me competition with another gun shop. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with competition with another gun shop as long as we have the same rules. They don't get favoritism by the city. They don't get favoritism mm-hmm. here. They don't get favoritism by the distributors. Mm-hmm. Everybody works on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And if we have this. And this is our base mm-hmm. and everybody, you can't alter this. It's too, sh- it's too short to alter it. It's too well, easy, right? Expanded so let's don't, over the years, let's so. don't alter this and then let everybody play. So the Democrats ta- can't take away, or I don't, you know what? There are some ideas that Democrats have mm-hmm. that are good ideas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But what the problem is their bad ideas are so much over overbearing mm-hmm. that you you can't say that yeah. there's good things or about they're them. good intended like right. you know it feels good to think about this this law being implemented or whatever but then when you see the ultimate results you know does it feel good or does it do good and a lot of times the ones that feel good actually result in well very bad results don't the don't the rulers and the people that work with rulers of social socialist countries feel good about what they do I'm not sure they might, but then, and, and right. let's not just pick on the Democrats. Right? I said They're, socialist. I know, but you know, I'm just saying that the Republicans have ideas that maybe feel good and then don't do good right. as well. So I, oh, I just want to be fair they about they that. Do. And, Libertarians, know, same thing. You right? think about, so, I mean, the the uh, in the '60s when Kennedy was a Democrat, but if you look at the '60s now, mm-hmm. we they were Republican ideas, kind of. Well, there's definitely been that. Yeah. Is it called the Overton window yeah. shift yeah. over the years? But anyway, um, straighten up Hawaii. Yeah, straighten up Hawaii, please. Holy cow. You know, somebody like Christy and her husband, Kimo, being as involved and active as they are and helping others get involved and get active, and uh, they could seriously, in a generation, they could impact that voting right. base. And that's one thing that I want to encourage other people all across this nation. When we sit on the sidelines, we're not helping anybody but the side, the other side of the conversation that we wouldn't agree with. Right. When we are in the conversation, we are active, we are doing things. 
that is where the rubber meets the right. road. And um, we really all need to get more, more focused and, and educated in the ways that we bring up new leaders and, right. and vote them in to represent us and then to hold their feet to the fire from that point forward. Right. We've had a good long vacation of just sitting at home comfortable and letting somebody else figure it out, but we don't have that liberty anymore. All right. And the cool thing is that we don't have to risk our lives in another country to, to fight for our rights. We, we need to do it right here. Yeah. And it's a lot safer, more secure, and you can go home at night. Yeah, that's so true. All right. Well, thank you to Miss Christy Guzman and her amazing husband, Kimo, and all that they're doing over there in Maui and, and Hawaii in, in general. Uh, thank you to our awesome listeners everywhere that you are. Wherever there is internet, we have viewers and listeners, and we recognize you. We are so appreciative for you because we would have these awesome conversations anyway. But the fact that we get to share them with you, and then we know that you are sharing them around your dinner tables and your carpools and you know, with your children's soccer games and that sort of thing, just chewing on the ideas, right? With your friends and your family. That's amazing. Right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, if you want to watch this video over again or any of our other shows, you can go to our YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and notifications. Our gun streamer channel, gunstreamer.com. Same thing, please subscribe and uh, notifications. And also with the smartphone app called Ops Lens, O P S L I L E N S. Um, so you can listen on the go or watch on the go. And then if you do want to listen to the audio only version while you're out for a long bike ride or car ride or something like that, or doing the, the housework around the house, um, click on our, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on demand tab and Denny. Binge listens to your heart's content, darling. <laughs> he has really taken that up a notch, I think. Every time he says this, beautiful, Ben, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, if you want to learn more about all of our guests we've ever had, including Christy Guzman, click the guest tab. There is a huge uh, body of work there of photographs of each guest and links to their works, uh, books they've written, articles they've written. Um, you know, it's just a wonderful resource. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. All right, until next time, what are we going to do, Mr. Todd? We're going to pray for our nation. Absolutely. We're going to pray for our leaders. Pray for our representatives. Mm -hmm. How about the ones we don't like? And, you know, personally, I don't know any of them, personally. Right. So how can I not like them? Okay. How can I like or not like them? Okay, fair enough. Right? Is that right? That's true. Right? I mean, you should never say, I don't like that person when you don't even know who that person is. Right. Sure hate the way they rule, though. That's right. Because they're ruling. You know? love the person don't love the behavior no we right? need to pray for them too Absolutely. we need to pray for everybody we Maybe need to especially. pray that the america gets the knowledge from the, the the people to get out there and and hold these rulers accountable yeah because they're not supposed to be rulers they're no. supposed to be representatives absolutely Represent. all right until next time be good to each other have a great week and god bless bye-bye